the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast, where we believe in freedom, reaching everyone, everywhere. Here's your host, Mike Hansen. Welcome to episode 26 of the Free Indeed Podcast. I am, as the intro has said, your host, Mike Hansen, and um, just doing another check-in. This is the buddy check with my buddy over here, Kirk M. Samuels. How's my buddy buddy check, check doing? Buddy How's check. Buddy doing? I'm, I'm sitting here looking down um, at uh, the meaning of number 26. Anything? Uh, it's kind of all over the place, man. Um, uh, one website says something about um, wealth and prosperity. Another one says agape, which is love. Um, but generally speaking... They all have some kind of positive okay. meaning. We like to positive. It. Yeah. We like positive and we like positive yeah. meaning. You know, when we Instead get up mystery. in the mid 600 range, we're going to have to get creative with <laughs> yeah, right. that one episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, right now it looks like everything seems to be pretty positive about the number 26. All right. I like it. Yeah. So uh, with this episode, I wanted to, and I'm, I'm risking, um, that this is going to overlap with just things that we've talked about in the past. I just don't think we've asked this. Uh, I've asked this question specifically. Let's take the risk, man. Let's yeah. Take let's the take the risk. The risk. Uh, cause I always know that Kirk's got something to talk about. I mean, it's not like he lacks something to talk about. He's almost a professional speaker, you know, uh, could be good, so, it could be bad. Maybe that means right, I yeah. talk too much. So, know. all right. Um, the question for today for this uh, episode is going to be, Two layers for the same question, basically. How does a guy talk to his woman? So his woman being the wife or his girlfriend, maybe he's in a long-term relationship. I suppose a third layer could be the fiance um, about pornography or about, you know, that he either has a problem, had a problem, or this is an issue in my life. Um, So how does a guy talk to his woman in his life about this? Hmm. You know, one thing I've found out for sure, first and foremost, is that guy, if you think she doesn't know, you are a dummy. Right. <laughs> if you think she has no idea because she hasn't caught you or she hasn't caught you in a while, man, if you think that your woman doesn't know that you have a chick on the side, then you are a fool, period. Um and you need to you need to go and smack yourself in the face or something. Look in the mirror because right. it's just it. You know we think that because she hasn't walked in on me, because she doesn't know, and because I erased my history, or maybe I erased part of it, not all of it, or maybe I used that other browser and not the one she thinks I use. Maybe she, you know I use Firefox and 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 she thinks I just use Internet Explorer. All of them tricks, man. I know them all, dude. I know them all. Maybe you know she doesn't she doesn't look in my phone, so maybe you know she doesn't know that I I, I look at it on my phone. Whatever it is, whatever your hitch is. Man, I'm telling you, I've been there, done that, all of them. If you think you're getting around her not knowing, then yeah, I got some some uh, beachside property in Arizona. I need to sell you because she knows. She already knows. A woman knows when she doesn't have all of her man. Every single solitary woman. She may not say nothing, and maybe from her perspective, you know, maybe. Maybe she's even conceded to just kind of it is what it is, but, um, you know, she may not press you no more. She may back off or whatever it is, but I'm telling you, when any woman, 
when her husband is not fully available to her, and I'm not talking about even physically, I'm talking about emotionally, spiritually, um, intellectually, all those kinds of things, she knows, even if it's 1%, she knows. And so first and foremost, let's get it out there in the open that she knows. Okay. She knows. She knows. In one way or another, so she you knows. Ain't, you ain't breaking no... So it's not going to be some kind of big revelation no, surprise to her. No, no. Now, for you to admit it, you know, her response might be a, you know, a pullback or something like that because you've admitted it. That's something totally different. But when you admit it, when you bring it up to her, I would almost assure you that she's going to say, I knew. I knew it. I knew something was whatever. So, you know, so to go into the conversation like you're breaking some kind of revelation to her, you're fooling yourself because you're not. You just flat out not. Now, that being said, that's not an excuse not to bring it up. That's not an excuse not to say nothing about it because that's even worse. That's even worse. Now you got a chick on the side that you try to keep a secret and you're just trying to maintain. Now it's not even like a chick on the side. Now you're trying to maintain a relationship. So now, you know, now it's deception and now it's something that you, you're just living kind of this situation. It's one thing that a lot of women can, can have more grace for a guy when he's kind of struggling with something, but he's still, you know, he's just struggling with it. He's struggling with it, but she knows. I mean, but she knows. And, and, you know, women have this thing. They just like to know. <laughs> I mean, that, that, goes, that goes all the way back to the garden. I mean, that was, you know, I mean, that was one of, one of you know, one of Eve's reasons for eating the, eating the fruit. So, um, so you know, knowing is, is important to, to her. Um, and, and so for you to not even acknowledge it, but for her to know, that puts your relationship in the perspective of, Okay, now it's just flat out outright deception. And oh yeah, if he's gonna lie about that, what else is he lying about? Or if he's not telling me about that, what else is he not telling me about? So that that all of that goes on in, in her mind by not having the conversation. So the conversation is necessary, but when you bring up the conversation, you, you you're not breaking no new news to her. Somewhere in her spirit, she already knows. So. What was that like a 10 minute, <laughs> not even answer to the question? Well, um, it is. It's what, like what, um, without kind of generalizing because it's, we can't go into specifics with everybody's relationships, but, uh, you're, you're saying there's a high percentage chance that the, the lady knows this is happening. And so if it's not just a matter of information, what then is the real benefit to talking about it? You know, there's information and then there's revelation. Um, you know, revelation by de- definition is revealing something. And so when you, you know, when you come into this conversation, when you approach this topic, you're revealing something about yourself. You're revealing to her. Now, it, it may be painful to talk about. It may be painful to, for her to hear. But in actuality, you owe that to her because you made a choice to be with her. And if you don't want to be with her, don't be with her, period. And, and oh, by the way, I do say chick on the side because pornography becomes basically another person in the relationship. That's why I use that context in my book about being the IP mistress. It is a third entity in your relationship. May not be physical, but it's absolutely spiritual and uh, and uh, and emotional and mental. Um, so you're revealing something about her that may be painful for her to hear. But again, man to man, I'm speaking to you guy, whoever you are. She deserves to know. She deserves to know everything. And then you give her the choice whether to stay or leave. 
but for you to to keep it to yourself is actually kind of a, a you know a really sophisticated way of being selfish like i mean you can argue that well pornography the consumption of pornography in itself is selfish well i'm not talking about that i'm talking about okay you're not even giving her the 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 respect you know respect is a guy thing you're not even giving her the respect of knowing that you struggle with something if it is a struggle for you, if it's not a struggle for you, then you shouldn't have any problems at all bringing it up to her because you should be proud of it and you should be gung ho. And, you know, it is what it is, um, whoever you are, because there are guys that, you know, are pretty proud of it and that kind of stuff. And if that's the case, you know, when you meet said woman, that should be one of the first things you tell her is that that's part of your life and she's going to have to accept it or not, whatever. Um, and I know I'm going pretty hard in on guys, but I mean, this is a guy to guy conversation yes, here. Yes, it and, is. And we need to, we need to own some stuff, man. We need to own our stuff. And part of owning our stuff is being able to be upfront about our stuff, being upfront about our strengths and our weaknesses. Um, we want to project our strengths and hide our weaknesses. But when you hide part of you, you're, you're really not being all of you. And she wants all of you good or bad. And then it'll be her choice what she does with that. And, but, but to, to not even give her the opportunity to, to know all of you. I mean, that, that's, you know, again, that, that kind of borderlines a little bit on, on the, uh, on the selfish side of things. So, so to, to broach that conversation, man, to bring it up the way I always recommend guys to do. And I even recommend this in class is, you know, Maybe not even practicing, maybe not even bringing it up to her first, maybe practicing having that conversation with somebody else, with another guy. That's a good idea, actually. That's true. Yeah. I mean, to actually talk about it, it might be a good advice to not be the first time you're ever talking to it about it to another human being, to your woman. <laughs> what about that? Yeah, because she has a vested interest where you know, immediately betrayal and, and infidelity and cheating and all, and all that kind of stuff is going to come up for her. Because for women, it is cheating. For women, you are cheating on her by looking at porn, period. And so when you, if I were to go to another guy, if I come to you, then I'm not, you wouldn't naturally respond with you're cheating on me and the emotions and all that kind of stuff. You would probably be more likely to give me some grace or to to just have a, a shoulder to shoulder conversation kind of thing. So, so yeah, I would even almost recommend having that conversation with somebody that's not her, somebody that's safe in your life. You know, whether it's a, a friend, a relative, a pastor, a counselor, whatever. I mean, you, you know, you go to a counselor, you know, yeah, you got to pay them by the hour, but they're legally bound to keep it a secret. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's def that's the a safe place in terms of, you know, unless you're doing some felonious kind of stuff, you know, they pretty much got to keep it, you know, HIPAA wise, keep yeah. it a secret. So have that conversation with somebody else, practice that, get comfortable with having that conversation, the dialogue, the back and forth. And maybe, you know, maybe the person will, you know, kind of challenge you on where you are with this and that and all those kinds of things and and develop that. And then when you feel comfortable, you know, going to her, whoever she is and. And then, then you will have said the words previously, and so you're not stumbling over the words, which means you're probably more believable because, you know, when you come and you're like, well, uh, uh, um, see, uh, 
see, there's this thing, right? See, when I was right. little, Takes these boys, you know, the, these my cousins came over, and you know, when I was young, my underneath the bed, my uncle's magazine. Well, see, and then she's like, "What? You know, <laughs> what are you talking about?" I mean, and then then it, she then she just gets frustrated and exacerbated by the whole thing. Yeah. So having that conversation is almost practice in terms of you know at least saying the words, getting your story straight, if you will. Not that you're lying, but get oh, getting yeah. it straight. Um, Articulate it well, at right. least. I mean, even when you go to court and you're a witness on the stand, you know, the attorneys, whether it's the prosecution or the, they'll have you practice your testimony, you know, right. before you get on the stand. And so that's not a bad thing. It's, that doesn't mean you're lying. That just means you practice so that when you are actually giving your testimony, if you will, um, when you're testifying about your story, your perspective is just easier to receive. So, so I, one of the things I'm hearing then is the importance that telling your significant other, your woman, girlfriend, wife, fiance, whatever, best case scenario is that this isn't the first time you're telling somebody this. And it's, it's important to have shared this with somebody. And ideally, as you're saying, someone who doesn't necessarily have a vested interest in that, that relationship. So it's also occurring to me that, uh, and this is huge guys, cause this has been some of my story and I know it's Kirk's story because he's been living this, sharing his whole story. But one of the huge benefits I've gotten from being able to be in the class and obviously doing this podcast and, uh, just publicly, I'm not even saying you have to do this publicly, to be able to talk about it to someone else disarms its power for you. Absolutely. And I think it's going to come across when you do talk to your, your significant other that this isn't a, a brand new area where you're starting to just come down with sweats yeah. because you're so nervous. Yeah. Because now it's just something that's easily talked about. Mm-hmm. It may not be comfortable for your significant other uh, and it may not be easy, but at the same time, as a guy, you've developed a comfort level of being able to talk about it. Yeah, taking that power back is huge, like you said. I mean, and at this point, you know, like when I get on stage or on radio or microphone or whatever, when I tell my story and, you know, a lot of people are just like, wow, you know, the, the way you just said that, you know, I, oh, I, I've just been doing it. And I take the power back. It's not that the power doesn't exist. I take the power back. And I take the power back because I own my story. And 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 then at some point, it gets to the point where you have, you're looked at as, man, you got guts. You got courage. That's vulnerable. And vulnerability is actually strength. A lot of guys think that vulnerability is weakness, but vulnerability is strength. And particularly in a woman's eyes, when you can be vulnerable, um, I mean, they, they, seen that, they see that as a level of strength when you can be transparent and all those kinds of things. So I literally take the power back. Um, by telling my story over and over again, and so yeah, when you get into that, when you get into that habit of being able to talk about it, you know, you can come at it from a from a different angle of not weakness, but but strength. But you got to understand that you're coming to your your woman and you're telling her that, you know, well, let me put it this way: What if she came to you say, saying that, yeah, I've had sex probably three or four times a day, um probably, you know, four or five days a week for the last six months with some guys, some random guys. I mean, what if she came to you? I mean, if you take the amount of times that you've looked at a pornographic scene or just take the quantity of faces that you've seen in in your pornography consumption, right, whatever that number of scenes and people are, 
and you take that number and have that come out of her mouth in terms of how many guys that she's been with (laughs) over whatever period of time, you would probably be a little bit ticked off too. I mean, that would probably be a difficult conversation for you if she said, you know what, I spend about, you know, hour, two, maybe three or even four hours, you know, a day with random guys. And, you know, sometimes I get up, you know, from bed in the middle of the night when you roll over, I'm not in bed. That's because, you know, I'm somewhere else. I'm down in, in the office or I'm in the bathroom or I'm somewhere else, you know, with another guy. It seems like a stretch, but to her, that's exactly what you're saying. To her, you're saying that you've been with all these different women for all this amount of time, and and she's saying, "But wait a minute, I'm right here." Right. And 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 so that's the equivalent of what she's hearing. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't tell her. That just means that that's just perspective as to what you're you're telling her. But so when you go into this conversation, you got to understand that if she reacts, <laughs> or if she, in your words, overreacts, that's why. What if, how would you react? Would you be like, oh, you know, yeah, baby, you know, man, you was with that many guys? Wow. You know what? It's all right. Don't worry about it. It's cool. We cool. Yeah, right. I mean, you would probably blow a gasket. I mean, you'd have a coronary or something if, if you know, if she came to you with that quantity of guys that she's been with in the past week or month or six months, you know, or, or if she came to you saying, yeah, you know, I did it, but I stopped for a little bit. But I, I, you know, I, yeah, just couldn't help I, myself. I, I couldn't stop. I just, I, right. I, you know, yeah, you know, I cut back. You know, <laughs> it used to be five guys a day. Now it's just three. So I cut back. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, it's not as many as it used to be, and you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to change the perspective of the whole notion of having this conversation with the woman in your life. Well, and this occurs to me that the conversation. I mean, I guess I can ask you the question. I think I know what it is, but who is this about? Uh, if you're talking to you, I mean, it's about the two of you, I guess I'm answering my own question. Um, but really, truly, I mean, it, it, if you come, you've, I think part of this is you kind of need to, to, um, approach this as you just said, because you used a great, just imaginative illustration of, uh, trying to see it from her perspective because, Pornography is the nature of it is so self feeding. It's so self centered, and you know what are you doing this for in the begin? At the why are you doing this in the first place? You know what's important about having this conversation, and so uh, think about her perspective and what she is experiencing and feeling. And Kirk just did a great job. I can't I can't uh, improve on how he experience how he shared that. So um, the, he's right in terms of. That's how she's going to hear things, and yeah. you can't change perception. And uh, our last episode um, talked about the idea of a father and son talking, and what was the main purpose of that, and that is to build intimacy. And I think we're going to circle back around that. That needs to be the reason why this conversation happens. It's not just to relieve you of some deep secret that you have. It has to be to, I, I want to be able to have a deeper walk with you and a deeper relationship with you because you mean something to me. Um, and I care about who you are, and this is why this is important for me to share. Yeah, and you know, it, to your point, it is. It, you know, pornography consumption, generally speaking, is a pretty selfish kind of thing. It is a pretty selfish act, if you will. And she will hear it, and she will receive it as, "Wow, you are really selfish." I mean, you are just getting your whole thing the way you want to get it, 
however you want to get it on some screen. I'm laying here. You don't care about me. You don't care about our kids. You don't care about, you know, our family, our home. You don't care about, you know, all our lives and all this kind of, I mean, this is what she's thinking. This is what she's saying. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, how could you, you know, how could you say, how could you ever say you love me when you've been living this lie and maybe everything you've ever said is a lie. I mean, I mean, I've been there, done that. I mean, this is, you know, I, I mean, whoever's listening to this, if you've been in that situation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, you know, and then, and then if, you know, if the relationship does end, we wonder why they can be so bitter after the fact, you know, why, why is there so much hate? You know, why is she coming after me and all my stuff and my kids and my money and all this other kind of stuff? And she's in her mind, she's been betrayed and lied to, and she's been cheated on an infinite amount of times for however long and you know it just it just hurts her and and pains her that much and so that's where that level of reaction comes in and so I say all that to say that the other mistake that a lot of guys do is they'll come into that conversation only going halfway they'll come into that conversation only halfway committed to actually having that conversation and actually um, building that level of intimacy so so they won't come with all of the details or, or they'll minimize the whole thing and, and she can pick up on all that kind of stuff into her. It just pings the whole notion of you, you're still about you. You're still about you. You're still being selfish. You know, it's, it's just all about you. And so we don't want to come in just completely on our knees, completely at her will and her mercy. Um, you know, we, we don't trust her. Part of the reason we, we can't open up is because we don't trust. Um, and so, because we don't trust her, we definitely don't trust her with our weakness and vulnerability. So we come into that conversation trying to be strong and trying to be, you know, yeah, I'm just going to tell you this and this is what it is, as opposed to coming in with humility, as opposed to coming in with, you know, um, just some level of, of, of meekness and some level of, of emotional, uh, there, there's a word that's escaping me right now, but, but we come at it with a level of I'm still looking out for me as opposed to not looking out for you. So who the conversation is about, the conversation is not about you. It's not for you. It's for her. I mean, and by nature, by default, it being for her, it's actually for both of you, but it's, it's really for her because you, and again, this is her perspective, but her perspective is reality because you've been cheating on her this whole time. And maybe even some guys have literally cheated at some point. Maybe it did come off the screen and now it's, it's in this. And so, you know, maybe it's just on top of everything else. And I'm going to bring this into the, to the whole mix, but the conversation is about her and it should be all about her. And if, and you, you know, you got to be prepared to go all in because if you're not all in, I mean, you, you're definitely going to come up short. If you're not all in with a lot of things with, with pornography, you got to be as all in with her as you were with porn and every woman will say she wants you to be as committed to her as you were with porn. I mean, and so, I mean, as all in as you were to carve out time and to make it happen and to hide and to all this other kind of stuff, are you willing to be as all in with the reconciliation as you were with the, with the actual act itself? If not, you're wasting your time and you need to work on that with somebody else. Yeah, the all-in part is uh, um, a form of vulnerability for sure. Uh, what expectations then should a guy have going into this conversation? None. <laughs> no expectations at all. Don't be outcome-driven. Don't go into that conversation expecting anything because you almost have 
and and again, a lot of this, I'm I'm really presenting it from her perspective because I want you to win. I want you to be successful. I don't want to set you up to go into this thing and then you just, you know, you just get your nuts kicked in and then you're like, well, how come you didn't warn me? So I'm warning you. If you go into this with some kind of expectation or if you go into this wanting something out of the back end, you're setting yourself up for, yourself up for failure. You are completely at her mercy when you bring up this conversation. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, really. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the, that's the road to freedom. The road to freedom is developing intimacy. You'll never have intimacy with her until she can have all of you and you can have all of her. Yeah. I mean, I think at least maybe one expectation would be have a conversation. I mean, uh, I don't maybe know. not even though. Cause well, I mean, she maybe might she even be a by herself for a while. Yeah. She might cut you off. She might be like, I'm out of here. I'm leaving, you know, I'm leaving or I need to go somewhere or get out or something like that. So you can't even expect to sit down and have a rational conversation. <laughs> I mean, you're thinking rationally about an irrational situation. So not even <laughs> expecting conversation. Maybe okay. if you do get it, cool. But, you know, but you can't even go into that thing That's expecting true. a conversation. If you're going to make it all about her, you're going to have to allow that she has to react and going to react however she believes she needs to. That is best. It may be it is. It's we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you, you know, your woman yeah. better than anyone else, maybe. And right. but she knows herself better than you do. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, if you go into it with an expectation of her outcome or her reaction or her response, you, yeah, it's if you go into it <clears throat> expecting her or wanting her to to react or respond like this, or you want it to be safe, you you go into it, you want her to, oh, you know, and she just melt into your arms, or oh, I forgive you, and all this other kind of stuff. That's just unrealistic, and so you you kind of do just have to, you know, be at her mercy in terms of how she reacts to it. I'm not saying you kind of tell her you dump it on her, then leave or you dump it on her, then you go figure it out. But I'm just saying in terms of, you know, if her response is, I cannot talk to you right now, I need some time, I need some space or whatever. You have to be willing to honor that. You can't say, no, we need to talk about this right now and you can't leave. And I don't want you to go telling anybody else, which is another thing. (laughs) I'm telling you, dude. Been there, done there, all this kind of stuff, which is another thing, too. I mean, you know, maybe part of being at her mercy is she needs to go talk to somebody. The same way I'm recommending that you go talk to somebody beforehand, maybe she needs to talk to somebody after the fact. Maybe she needs to decompress with somebody or whatever. Now, hopefully, 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 it's not a, I'm going to go put your stuff on blast. Now, I'm going to go, you know, just run you through the mud. I've had that happen, too. I mean, you know that. I mean, I've had that happen where, you know, where and and that did not end up well um, in terms of relationship between us. But um, but uh, but yeah. And so hopefully it doesn't go there. But you got to understand that, you know, women process things by talking, generally speaking. And, you know, guys, not necessarily guys can just process things internally. We can just sit and, you know, we can just sit on the couch and watch TV and watch a football game and you know, oh, okay. And that makes complete sense. So a lot of times women process things by talking. And so you got under, hopefully, you know, hopefully you have a woman that, that would be willing to talk to somebody safe. Um, but, uh, but ah, there's no guarantees. You just can't have an expect. You can't have an expectation. Now this conversation is, you know, is not very, you know, 
it, it can seem kind of hopeless to some guys that are afraid to have that conversation. Yeah. But uh, I'm just, I just want to be real. I just got to be real. I can't give you rainbows and unicorns and just blow sunshine up you. I, that's just not that. That would just be a disservice because then, you know, at some point you come back to me saying, "Dude, how come you didn't warn me?" So I'm just telling you, I'm warning you. But at the same time, it's it's tough, but it's difficult, and it's difficult, but it's necessary. It's necessary. It's necessary for your freedom. It's necessary for her freedom because freedom does not exist in the shadows. Freedom does not exist in dark places and freedom does not exist in secret. Freedom is public and open and in broad daylight, period. And so it's necessary for you and it's necessary for her because this entity, this IP mistress has both of you in her hooks. She has chains and shackles on both of you and your relationship and your kids and your household and all that kind of stuff. So it's difficult, but it's necessary. Yeah, it is. That's that's why I brought this up because I know there are guys listening. Perhaps there's some ladies listening that wish their guys would talk about it, but I know there's guys listening that you know wondering how to approach this. And so I'm going to try to recap everything I've not everything, but the main points is come into this conversation. I'm going to actually back up, and I I just I'm thinking about this for this episode, and I realize I should have brought this up with our previous episode and fathers talking to their sons, especially if you're uh, a man of faith. I really think it's important that you surround this whole thing with prayer and you pray before the conversation by yourself. You pray for your person you're, you're meeting with your son in the previous episode or your significant other in this episode, because, uh, you know, there's an enemy out there who really wants to disrupt and wants to just continue to sow chaos. And if you're not covered with prayer, if you're not letting God lead this whole thing. And so that leads me into that other part of this other part of the recap is that let God show you how to approach this conversation with deference, with humility. And as Kirk said, this is a necessary conversation. If this is an issue in your life and you're not free and you want to find freedom, it needs to happen out in the open. And so uh, you need to come into this conversation with humility and you're not looking down on this person. You're at the very least, you're equals and at the same time, you want to be able to lift up this person and, and uh, serve in some way. And then another piece that you know I heard was that just don't have any uh, defined outcomes or expectations in the sense of I have to see this happen by the end of my conversation because you were just setting yourself up for frustration um, and you know, who knows what else is next, but you need to be able to let that other human being in this side of the conversation have that freedom, the God-given freedom to be able to react however she wants to. And in whatever way she reacts, it may or may not be okay in the sense of, um, I don't know, any way she reacts. I tell people in my world of hospital chaplaincy when it comes to grief, um, you know, there's no right or wrong way to feel when it comes to grieving. There's no right or wrong way to grieve. And obviously... Uh, Grief is going to be a part of this conversation too, I think. But there's really no right or wrong way for your your woman to react, um, and so you have to allow for that. And so um, those are some just I think the, the what we need to be able to bring up into this conversation. And you're on the edge of your seat. You want to say something else? Yeah, I mean, but in all practicality, though, it, I mean, you know, one great avenue to take is I need help with this from a guy perspective. Oh yeah, like one great avenue to take to her, and maybe she can't help you. Maybe. 
she, that it, she's so hurt by it that she's not available to help you. But to have the heart and the spirit and the, the mentality and the approach going forward, whether it's her or whether it's a pastor or whether it's a friend, whether it's whomever, of I need help when you talk about this. If you come into the situation with I, just, I need help with this and, you know, it's, it's tearing me apart, it's tearing us apart, and I don't want to live in the secret and I don't want to live in shadows anymore. I want to get free from this, but I need help. That I mean, that in, in terms of all practicality, uh, I mean, that's the best approach you can have going into that conversation with anyone. I need help, but I think it's really important for us to, for the guy to say, I don't, I'm not going to depend on you for help because that's putting a lot on her shoulders. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't want to put that on her shoulders and nor should it be on her yeah. shoulders. It's your problem, but the solution is both of yours. Right. Yeah. That's important to Speaking get. Speaking to the guy. Yes. Another piece to the recap as well is um, just remember, don't maybe do your best to not have this be the first time you're having the conversation because you need to be able to uh, articulate some things as well. You need to put your thoughts together. I would encourage you to write stuff down. I love writing. I love thinking yeah. on paper. Write stuff out if you have a journal or a notebook or something. Yeah, Guy, whoever guy is, make no mistake about it. It is your issue. It is your it's, it, 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 it. Don't ever come out of your mouth saying, if you would have just... I wouldn't have done that. If right. you would have just had sex with me, I wouldn't have done that. And no, it is your problem and it's yours to own. Self-ownership is the beginning of, of the whole thing, um, but it is your thing to own, period. It's not her fault. It probably existed before she even came into your life anyway. So, I mean, it, it's not her fault and, and you can't even begin to act like there's anything that different that she could have done that could have kept you from doing this or could have any impact on it. I mean, you, you, you're, you're too big or, and you, you, you're too much of a, a, of an entity in terms of being a guy that this is somebody else's problem. It is yours. And it begins with self-ownership of that whole thing. I also want to affirm the guy who is wanting to do this. Yes. If you're listening to oh, this man. and you, in this episode title and the topic we're talking about really caught you and you're, yeah. you're thinking, Oh, I do need to do this. I want to affirm you. Yeah. Take the step and do it. Listen to Thanks, Kirk's advice. But I affirm you in doing this. This is huge. Kirk's and uh, you need to be able to know that this is the right thing to do. Yes. It is necessary. Yes. And again, you're not alone. If you need mm-hmm. actual coaching advice, yeah. either one of us. We're here. We're here to help you. We're here. And if you need one of us to be one of the guys you actually practice with, we're here. that's us. We're here. Kirk, why you, don't you give out your phone number? Oh, man. I'll give out mine if you give out yours. I don't have the Google voice set up. Oh, man. All right. Then I'll give out mine. And <laughs> you contact me. I'll put you in touch with Mike. Uh, my you can number go to is, my website. But. Yeah, you can go to his website. 720-515-6536 is my phone number. 720-515-6536. And people are surprised when I answer the phone. <laughs> They're like, oh, I didn't think you could answer the phone. I'm like, dude, this is, why not? I mean, now... Uh, if I'm not available to answer the phone, you can absolutely leave a voicemail or even text and I'll get back to you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not on call 24 seven. Don't get it twisted. Um, but you know, but people are very surprised either when I answer or when I call them right back guy in Florida was the last one to call. And he's like, man, you know, you, you do call back. And I'm like, yeah, I do, man. That's just what I do, but we're absolutely here to help. Exactly. So my email is Mike at, uh, I have a website that I'm, using now is mike at menrestored.com as well so uh, either one of us you know we want to help you and again i want to affirm that this is something you'd like to do 
And uh, and Mike is the guy that I call. So you know, uh, you yeah. need to you need to get on his phone list. <laughs> yeah. man. You need to re- you need to reach out to that guy. So I'm gonna do something that I haven't ever done with this podcast before, and I, I just never want to ignore the little voice, especially when the little voice is telling me, and I believe the voice is the voice of God to uh, actually pray, pray for the guy right now who's on the on the cusp of asking or having this conversation or wanting to start the process to have the conversation. So with that, let me have a real quick prayer for you, okay? Our Father in heaven, I, I hold up the man just now who's on the edge of his seat, who really does want to have this conversation. He knows he needs to, but he doesn't know how to start. God, I pray that the words Kirk and I have just shared over these last few minutes have been something to encourage him to do so. And I hope that this guy, this man, um, young or old, can reach out to somebody he trusts to have the conversation first and then be able to talk to his significant other, his woman, his wife, his girlfriend, his fiance, whoever it might be, because it isn't about us. It's about them in this relationship and this love has to be about giving ourselves away. And so as we do that, God, I pray that this uh, this man out there would find the strength to do just that. Mm-hmm. And so, Jesus, we love you and we thank you in advance for how you're going to create the deeper intimacy in our relationships because we've risked sharing ourselves mm-hmm. and pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Free Indeed podcast. This is episode 26. Thanks for listening to the Free Indeed podcast. Visit freeindeed36.com for more resources with deeper information and upcoming events. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery.